you're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Take It Personally. I'm excited you're here today, and I am so thrilled to share my friend Annie with you all. Annie Otson is on the podcast today, and she's talking all about her uh, experience with stock photography. Annie is a Getty photographer. She takes stock photography for Getty Images, and she's been recognized by them. She has incredible talent. She's had photos published in some of the coolest places because of of what she's doing with stock. Uh, and I think when we talk about this in the episode, a lot of the time when you think of stock photography, you think of really cheesy photos, white backdrops, not very creative. But stock has changed, and Annie has definitely been a part of that transition with stock photography. She does a really incredible job of capturing things from a super unique perspective. She's a total fly on the wall when she shoots. Um, she tends to get really wide angles and lots of action and emotion. Uh, her kids are adorable and they are some of her best subjects. And she just has so many great insights when it comes to stock and uh, when it comes to creating passive income in your business. I just started last year with passive income and it completely changed my business. It is an absolutely incredible thing to do something one time and then continue to get paid for it every single month. And that's what Annie does with stock photography. She'll talk about this in the episode, but the cool thing about what Annie has done is she actually started with stock photography before she started shooting for clients. So a lot of what she learned as a photographer, how to shoot and um, like the d- different technical aspects came from stock photography. And I think this is a really great way to get started. If you're interested in photography, but maybe you're not to the point where you want to start booking clients yet, or you don't want to charge clients yet, start working on a stock photography portfolio apply to a place like Getty Images or iStock. We'll talk about agencies in the episode, and they're also going to be linked in the show notes if you go to takeitpersonallypodcast.com. But consider signing up or applying for a stock program because it is a great way to build your portfolio. It's a great way to get really constructive feedback, and it's an awesome way to make money while you're sleeping. And in something in an industry like photography, especially in the Midwest, when there are months of the year that just tend to be slower, I think passive income is so smart. It's a game changer, and it is the difference between just thinking of yourself as a creative uh, and thinking of yourself and of your business as a business, a business that needs to make money year-round, and stock photography um, can, can really help with that. So there are a ton of different ways to make money as a photographer, and I hope that this episode helps shine a, line, a light on that. Annie is just the best. I love chatting with her. She's one of my really good friends in town in the photography community and I hope that you guys enjoy so welcome Annie Otson. Annie to get started I would love if you could just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay I'm Annie Otson and I am a photographer in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and um, I like to say I specialize in wedding and lifestyle but i um, Another thing I do is stock photography and um, starting to branch out and do some other types of photography, but that's pretty much it. 
How long have you been doing photography? I have, I say since I was eight years old. I love that. <laughs> um, when I got my first camera, but seriously for about the last 10 years. Very cool. So what's your path been like? Did you have like a normal eight to five type job before? Or how did you end up where you're at now? I feel like it was a very slow process. Um, I did go to school. I did have a minor in art. So I had some photography in college, but it was not my favorite medium. Like I never thought I'd use, use it as like other than just taking photos for fun. And then um, I was working full time in Portland, Oregon at a community center. And one of my staff was a um, wedding photographer and a stock photographer. And he kind of encouraged me to kind of take along with him. And um, that's where I kind of got started and kind of got interested. And we, I had a baby <laughs> and then my life really changed. <laughs> and so I still worked part time, but I kind of started using photography to fill in the gaps. And in 2016, I went full time with my photography business. So was it with the photographer that worked for you? Is that how you got started with stock photography as well? Yes, he actually was an iStock photographer and then actually went on to work for iStock. So um, he was the one that kind of encouraged me like, hey, there's this cool thing you can do if you like photography. You can make some money off of the photos you take just walking around town. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> so that's how I got started with stock. Um, I didn't really know when I first started that it would turn into part of my actual career. It was just something kind of fun I signed up for as a way to make a little bit of extra cash. So when you talk about stock photography, like you mentioned, he was an iStock photographer. You talk about Getty a lot. Can you talk a bit about like the different types of, would it be companies that like you work with for, um, for stock photography? Yes. So like right before I started talking to you, I pulled up a list and it had 113 stock agencies on it. Oh my gosh. A lot of them out there. So um, I started with iStock which is a micro stock company. So that means they sell your photos for like 28 cents a piece, which is not very much. Right. But, um, at the time when I was a very amateur photographer, it, 28 cents was more than I was making doing other types of photography. <laughs> um, now Getty, so Getty actually owns iStock now. Back when I started, that wasn't the case, but okay. uh, Getty is the largest stock agency out there. They, they kind of have a big hold on the market. And a lot of times you'll be, they also have like, you'll see Getty everywhere. So like, um, when you look at pictures from the Emmys, you'll see Getty that they sent a Getty photographer to those. But, um, I do, I work on the creative end with Getty. So I basically get to take what photos of whatever I want and then sell them through Getty. They're like the middleman. Um, but there's, uh, agencies that specifically sell to like publishers. There's agencies that specifically sell, um, to magazines. I mean, our textbooks, there's all kinds of agencies out there that are like more specific, but Getty kind of covers everything. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about textbook stock photography. Yes. yes. Everything you see in a textbook is a stock photo. Yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe that's a, that's a good place to back up to a little bit. If people are confused when you say stock photography, tell us a little bit about that. Like what is a stock image? Where would you see it? Everywhere you look, it's everywhere. So if you ha are a blogger and you need a photo for the top of your blog, you can buy a stock photo. If you're putting together and if you're an ad agency and you're putting together ads, you buy stock photos. Um, a lot of people think 
don't realize they look at like an ad and they think, oh, they put together a whole photo shoot for that ad. Very likely that's not the case. Very likely they went, the ad agency went on to a stock website and bought a photo. Um, any book you see at Barnes and Noble with a photo or a graphic on the cover, that's stock. Um, let's see. Oh, another one that I sell to a ton are like TV shows like Colbert Report or they're not, or like Daily Show I've sold to. Um, I just sold one to Stephen Colbert. So that would be- Oh his, like, my gosh. TMZ, I saw a lot to TMZ. So anytime you see a photo flash on the screen, that's a stock photo. Um, I that mean, it's so very cool. It's a, it's, you're probably driving down the road, look up at the billboard, that's a stock photo. Like, yeah, they're everywhere. And, um, and I, when I first tell people that I take stock photography, they're like, you take pictures of livestock? No, <laughs> I take pictures and then I sell them that people can, and they're royalty free. So I can resell the same photo over and over. Um, the photos when you're shopping at a store and you see photos in a picture frame, that's a stock photo. So they're everywhere. So how do, how do you make money off of this? Like when you sell through a place like Getty and people purchase your image, like, is it no matter, no matter what they're buying for, is it a certain amount of money per photo? Does it depend on what they're going to use it for? How does that work? So it's very complicated and complex, <laughs> especially with Getty. So now some companies like, um, a, like Caven or Stocksy United, they're going to have a set price. Like you are automatic. If this photo sells there, you're automatically going to get this amount of money back or depending on the size, if they buy a full res, you're going to get this price. If they buy a smaller photo for just online use, you're going to get this price. With Getty, it's kind of all over the place. Um, there is a calculator. If you Google Getty calculator, um, you, there's a way to kind of process it and figure out how much a photo might cost, depending on how it's used, the size they use. Um, a photo on a blog post, because that's editorial, is going to cost less than a photo on a billboard advertisement. So um, it's totally dependent on how it's used. The other thing, too, is I get a cut. So... Getty gets a bulk of the money and then I get a cut of that money that they, the person paid for that photo. Definitely. If it's something you're interested in getting into, it's definitely worth researching because in it, every company is going to do it differently. When you started doing stock photography, did you start at the same time that you were shooting for clients as well? So I actually, see, that's why I feel like I did this so backwards. Cause I actually, and I think it's a, actually, I think it's a great way to do it the way I went about doing it is I started with stock photography. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just take, I, so I had started a little project just for fun and I'm still doing the same project 10, 11, 12 years later, um, where I was taking a photo every day. So I had this whole portfolio of photos that I was taking of just things around town and our friends. And so then, um, I started kind of submitting those photos. Like I said, very amateur photos, a lot got turned back and said, there's no use for this. <laughs> but, and that, but because of that, I became a better photographer because I was learning some of the technical things that I was doing wrong. Um, I was learning more about like what people actually like to look at or use or what's needed. And then kind of around that same time as when I started assisting other photographers, um, so the, actually the photographer that got me going on stock, he did a lot of work with models and he would use model, really um, utilize model mayhem. I don't, it's not, 
as big as it was back then, but he would have models come over and actually do stock photo shoots with the models. And then, so I kind of help out with that. And then I'd also start assisting weddings and all that. And I realized I liked that side of photography too. So that's how I kind of got going on my wedding photography business. But I started with photography, taking stock photos. What does the process look like? Like when you submit, well, first of all, how do you even go about getting accepted by an agency like Getty? And once you are, what happens next? Like, how do you get your photos to them? Is there like an approval process? What does that look like? So my, mine's a little bit different because I work one-on-one with a, a curator now. So everything goes through him, which makes my life a lot easier. But mm-hmm. starting out, you need to apply for the companies that you want to work with. Each company has a different application process. Um, like Staxi United, I say, is the most if you go and look at their stock photos, they are the most beautiful, but it's probably the hardest stock photography to get into. Oh. To get into. And they only have like a window of time each year where they take applicants. And it is, I've done it a few times. It is a process and I've never been accepted either. So <laughs> say that, like, I've been turned down quite a few times by stock agencies, even though I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, but it is a process. You basically have to go in and send like a hundred photos and keyword them all. Um, but once you get in, it's supposed to be a wonderful company to work for. Um, now how I started was with iStock. I sent in, um, a simple application. I sent in like three examples of my work and I was immediately accepted. And, um, that's, and then I eventually got brought into Getty through there, but you can also just go apply at Getty and, um, Sometimes they'll turn you away and say, hey, you're not what we're looking for. Sometimes they'll say, hey, um, great stuff. Do you want to come work for iStock? Or sometimes they might say, you're awesome. Let's work together. The other thing that might happen is you might get sought out by a stock agency. If you have a large portfolio of photos online on like a Flickr or a blog, you may get sought out by a stock agency. Someone might come to you. And I've had that happen too a few times where I've had stock agencies come to me and be like, hey, we really like your stuff. Do you want to come work with us? Um, I'm pretty settled in at Getty. So I've kind of just made that my main focus. So once you get going, then the portfolio building really begins. And so that is um, when you're starting out, you're going to submit work. They're going to tell you whether or not they want that photo. Um, usually they give you an explanation of why it's not a good photo or why they don't need that photo. It's usually something like a two sentences, like, Used to be a lot of ISOs were, were too high. Oh, <laughs> really? Issue anymore. Um, now it's more just like, I mean, basic stuff or it's just not needed. Um, and then once you get it approved, then you start the keywording. You most company, most agencies, you're going to have to go in and fill out all the information with that photo on your own, do all your own keywording. And that's where now with I work one-on-one with someone from the company, I don't have to go through that sending stuff in and then getting, usually you send it in, fill everything out and then they deny it. So you spend like five minutes on a photo and you're like, Oh, that was a waste of time. Now I don't have to do that part. Now I just send him a whole chunk of photos. He says, I like this one, this one, this one, this one. And so I'll keyword those. Um, I think there's a few agencies out there that actually will keyword for you, which is wonderful. Getty does not, you have to do that your own. So 
And when you talk about keywording, that's essentially it's, would that just it's be like hashtagging? It's yeah. Like, going in, like that's a, like you're going in and you're like, what would somebody who's looking for a photo like this, what would they be putting in the search? So I put like, there's a place put where you took the photo, a uh, date that it was taken, all that stuff. And then um, you just go in and you just keyword. And now it's really nice as technology improves, they'll prompt you like, oh, you're using these type of words, I bet this word will also work for this image, mm. which is nice. So it kind of auto-fills for you, and then I go and fill in the cracks after that. Makes it easier for people to find you and find yes, the image exactly. that they want. You and I have obviously talked about stock photography before, yes. which is why I wanted you on this podcast so bad, because I'm fascinated by it. So I had originally applied to be, I think I applied for Getty and iStock, like, two years ago. I mean, yep. when we kind of first started talking and I didn't, I did not get accepted then. And, or no, I got, I got accepted to iStock, but not to Getty Yes, and just didn't really pursue it. I loved the idea of like making money while I was sleeping, but it does take time to build yes. a portfolio. It does. That's the hardest part. And that's why, I, and especially for people starting on photography, it's kind of a great thing because yeah. Like I got into it at the right time when I was, so I already had like a portfolio built up, but by this point now, um, in my career. So anything is just extra. Um, you do have to stay on top of it if you want to continue to make money. Um, it's becoming more saturated, just like everything else with photography. So you have to constantly be coming up with new stuff, but yeah, it definitely does take time to build that portfolio. The nice thing about it is I can do it while I'm sitting on my couch watching Netflix. Totally. Um, it's photos I've already taken usually just for fun. So I just go through my own personal portfolio and be like, Oh, what can I use? Um, you can definitely set up shoots and do that, go that route. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, and they all, and there's a whole nother thing we can talk about in a second too, about companies coming to you and telling you what they need and then creating content for them. But, um, but like I said, it's one of those things where I, Oh, there's an app now to do the keywording. Yeah. So, okay sitting like waiting for my kid I could be sitting in my car waiting for my kids to come to the car after school for school pickup and I could be working on keywording so um it's definitely one of those things where it does take time but it, they make it pretty easy to find that time yeah totally yeah well then so I had originally applied gotten accepted to iStock and not to Getty. And then you and I started talking about stock photography again, because I am like perpetually fascinated by it and I just don't do anything about it. <laughs> so then the last time that we talked, I applied to Getty and I got accepted. And I think that a lot of that was due to the tips that you gave me for like the types of photos that they're looking for, um, or the types of photos that you find do really well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so this is, I always think back to this, especially for you and I, because we're kind of a similar place in our lives. Yeah. Um, but I always think back to one of the things that the guy who got me going said, um, when I first started with stock, I asked him the same question. He's like, oh, those stay-at-home moms make a killing. And I'm like, what? He's like, all of their kids at the park, and they take pictures of their kids at the park, and they make a killing. And I'm like, oh, okay check. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> At this point, I was not a mom yet. Check. Have kids. Check. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I have to say those photos do really well. Um, at this point though, I've created so many of those images of my kids playing that I'm basically competing with myself to sell photos. So I'm really having to come up with some ideas. Um, the other things that sell really well are like, and this is a good tip for you because I know you could use this one too. 
um, is I follow my husband around because he's always putzing around. Last mm. winter, he rebuilt a canoe. So I took pictures of that. Um, so basic, or him gardening, I take those sell really well. Stuff like that, hunting, I'll go hunting with him, take pictures of him hunting. Those, and so we could spend some time together and um, create some, they like, they really like those images of people out doing things. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I always say is like, with stock photography, and I think photography in general, you don't have to travel across the world to create good pictures. Like figure out what's around you, what in your life is different than what other people are doing, um, and then photograph that and photograph it creatively, and that might sell well. Like as my kids get older, they're getting involved with like instruments, so take pictures of them playing their instruments, but do it in a creative way or sports, same, you know, just look at what's around you. Or if you really like food photography, how can you make it a little bit different? Um, and always be looking at magazines and images online and getting inspiration from those, seeing what's out there and then how you can put your spin on it. The thing that excites me about stock photography is the idea of getting paid for something that you kind of get to decide how it works. Like Absolutely. if you want to take photos of food, go take photos of food and then yeah. see if anybody wants to buy them as opposed to exactly. just having them sit on your computer. Like that's what I think is so cool about stock. Yes. That's why I really love it. And I, why I continue to do it because I get to do whatever I want. Yeah. I seriously get to do whatever I want. And every now and then I'll try something new and they'll be like, nah, we don't want this photo. <laughs> but the majority of the time they take it and like some, and it's always fun to see what sells because it's always surprising. And yeah, I get to do whatever I want. And it's also like, I don't have anyone breathing down my neck. Like yeah. there's deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. It's basically like go at your own pace. Oh, you're really busy right now with weddings or whatever take, you know, I can take a few months off and then get back into it. It's, you know, it's not, there's not a whole lot of pressure there when compared to deadlines and things with other types of photography. It's definitely go your own pace, do whatever you want. What do you think makes a person a good stock photographer? Like, are there certain styles that tend to do really well? We've talked in the past about your style of photography and how it's very, like, you you like to use wide angles and it's very photojournalistic and you're, you're very much a fly on the wall when you're shooting and you're just yes. kind of capturing it as it happens. Um, are there styles like that or different from that that tend to do really well or is it kind of across the board? It's, I say it's across the board. So now when you say stock photography, what people think is like a group of people wearing doctor's outfits standing in front totally. of a white wall. Now it's really all the agencies are trying to move away from that and because that's not what advertisers want. They want something interesting and unique and creative. And so the biggest thing I like to tell people is look at what you do. Look at your type of photography that you're comfortable doing that makes you happy. And then how can you create something that is a little bit different than what everyone else is doing? Um, I think I told you the quote. I love the quote. Um, it's better to be different than better. And I mm -hmm. really think that is such a good thing to keep in mind when you're doing stock. Like you could take the most perfect photo, but if it's the same thing that everyone else is doing, you're just creating more of the same thing, you know, like no one's going to want to buy that. That's the biggest thing is just take what you're doing and just make sure it's a little bit different than what everyone else is doing and you'll do great. I love that. That's probably just really good advice for life. <laughs> I know, exactly. I think, I think especially when you first start on photography, the easiest thing to do is just copy or just like, totally oh, really good. I'm going to try to figure out how to make that too. And it's like, 
that's great and that helps you heart, like get your skills together but if you want to be successful especially with photography or anything just what can you do that's a little bit different absolutely and you're like the you are totally an example of that because your photography, the style is so cool and so different and you have been recognized by Getty. So can you talk a little bit about like what they've recognized you for in the past? You were, you've been featured on their blog. I've had, I think they've originally reached out to me in 2016. Like, Hey, you're one of our best. We like your stuff the best. It's like, Oh, Whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> when you're working Getty is such a big agency and you feel like a very, just like you're feel like you're floating along like a teeny tiny little fish in this huge ocean of like amazing photographers. So when I first got that message, I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> so now a few times I've been um, featured on their new blog. I was featured last year. I did an interview with my, it was my content manager who interviewed me. And then, um, I've had some features on their Instagram pages, which has been really fun and really fun to see. And then they've also reached out to me to work on specific projects, which has been really nice. And it's, I think part of it is just because I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm just taking the world around. I'm seriously, so many of my photos that I sell are taken right in my backyard. Yeah. I'm just taking what's around me and then just, you know, making, just doing what I love and it seems to work out and it seems to do so well. So, and you receive custom content briefs from them now. Yes, correct. And so then in 2016, when they reached out to me and like, Hey, you're one of our people. We like, that was, <laughs> we one, love of you. Things, yeah, that was one of the things that came along with it. So I get um, briefed every day. Actually, they send out like, this is what we are needing. Um, I need to do more with those briefs because they're they, I, they're great. They tell exactly some, so there's two different types of briefs. There's just like, Hey, we need more of this content. So you just take pictures of that content and you send it in and it just goes in your portfolio. And then there's also the briefs where the companies come to them and they say, Hey, we need these type of photos. So for the most part, I get briefed. I get all the briefs that are out there every day. Um, and then if there's something really specific that my content manager thinks that I would be really good at, he'll send that over and just be like, have you seen this brief? Like you should be doing this one because that's um, really up your alley. So yeah, and it's really fun. So like, and it's crazy the companies that come forward, it's big names and they just are like, we need these type of photos for these type of ads and can you help us out? So yeah, it's so I've received a couple of briefs uh, from Getty and I'm always, I like, like I said, I have been terrible about like giving this the attention that yeah. it deserves, but I read the briefs every day because I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what company is going to be in here today? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, I think last week their Marriott was in there a yes. couple of times, yep. like they were looking for content. And the cool thing about this is like these companies have large budgets and yet this is going to be way cheaper than putting together a huge photo shoot. Yes, exactly. And I think, I mean, that's the other thing is like, these are big companies, but a lot of little companies use stock too. I mean, it's because it's a photo shoot. People don't realize how much goes into a photo shoot. Totally. Yes. And so, yeah, if you just need this like type of image and like some of it is just like, we need images by a lake (laughs) or like we just need blue photos, photos that have blue in them and hands or something, (laughs) you know, just like random stuff like that. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like to see that. 
one of the briefs that I saw recently was literally like diverse families hanging out in their living room. I'm like, oh my gosh, you that would be so easy. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them are, if you could just block a day on your calendar and crank out a bunch, like. Yes, and I actually had one blocked for yesterday for something super simple that I had a sick kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, right? Like that's okay. You can You can do it another time. Exactly. Exactly. So, and like, and some of the, like, if you look at the creative briefs, not necessarily the company briefs, but the creative briefs, even if you can't do it right now, you know, like, oh, it might trigger something like, oh, that's the type of content they need. That's what's selling well. That's what people are looking for. And then you can also be like, okay, so like the one I was going to do yesterday was going to be reusable coffee cups. Mm. So I was going to have, take pictures of a couple of my friends pretending to drink out of them. And then I had to cancel that. But then like, well, they're really focusing on this like reuse idea. So like yes. what else? I'm so right now I'm kind of brainstorming. Like, what can I do at home? What can I do in studio to create something real? I mean, take an hour of my day and create some images that kind of focus on the reuse idea. It's one of those things that I think oftentimes as photographers, we don't really think like we don't think about stack photography as part of our business or as part of our portfolio, but it could be something that, I mean, with you, like now stack photography makes up a chunk of your income every single year. Yes, exactly. And I think, first of all, I'm always surprised how many photographers are like stack photography. What's that? Yeah. And then there's also the other side of like, stock photography oh you are selling out like that that's what sellouts do and I'm like no it's neither of those things like yeah it's really a fun way to like to do what you want to do and um there is a whole huge market for it and um where you can really let your creative juices flow I think that sometimes that the biggest complaint I hear about people who go into photography is like oh I'm doing all this work for other people and I don't get to do anything for myself anymore exactly and like you get to do that and you get paid to do it yes the selling out argument makes me ragey like I cannot handle it because I think I think a lot of the time as photographers, we do see ourselves a little bit more as creatives than as business people. And if we were to put like our business hat on for a second, diversifying your income is the smartest thing you can do. Yes, I agree. And I feel like it's kind of not as much selling out as it used to be just because there is, there's more creativity involved before it was like everything on a white background, right. everything, you know, so that there is more. So I feel like it's less than it was a few years ago, but at the same time, it, first of all, yes, it's a great way to diversify. Like, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made going into photography is getting very wedding focused mm-hmm. and just focusing on doing weddings. Well, now that market's very saturated. Right. And so um, it's like, so now I'm trying to explore, like, what else can I do? What else is different? But I also do have that stock photography that I am doing that has always been like a backup or just like a little bit of extra income, like if I can't book that extra wedding that I need. Exactly. But yes. I think that's the other thing as I don't become so focused on just one type of thing. Branch out. There's so many opportunities out there if you explore. And stock is just one of those things that you can add to your business that you can do on your downtime that you can really use to supplement things. Absolutely. I talked to a lot of newer photographers who so badly want like 
a focus. I think because that that phrase, like there's riches and riches in the niches, like that's really yeah. popular. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time newbie photographers are like, well, I want my one thing because I know when I have my one thing, it'll just explode. But the reality is, I think at least, and this was the case for me, like it took me eight years of exploring everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Nice. So I think it's smart. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it's smart to kind of do everything for a while. I think the the time and day we're in right now is very different than it was 10 years ago where you could just be a certain type of photographer. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now to stay competitive, you really need to be able to offer different types of photography and be willing to get out there and try different things. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that your style has to change. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think getting out there and trying to explore and seeing what else is out there is so important. And yeah, I just think stock, not only stock, like a little extra income, it's awesome, but it allows you to do that, like experiment, like, Oh, I want to try this thing. Well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just sell it for stock, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) So how has being a stock photographer helped you improve as a photographer? so much. Well, like I said, first starting out, a lot of the technical things I was doing, they were like, we can't take this photo because the shutter speed is too slow. I mean, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> I mean, looking back, I'm like, Ooh, I was sending them some awful stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like that's, so just starting out technically and getting the other thing that it really, when you think about it, this other helps, like the other thing that really helped is when you are a photographer, you get um, people aren't always going to like you. So it was very gentle. Like this one sentence saying this, we don't care for this. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it got you used to rejection because it's yeah. and it just like, uh, let, you know, it helped with that. Also like just so much of just being able to be creative and try like some different techniques. If you look at my like weddings, I do a lot of different um, lighting techniques and just, so I try, I'm always trying to do a little bit of different stuff and be creative. All that was practiced during, during stock. Anything that you see like that's like, oh, that's kind of neat. I wonder where she learned to do that. I probably have stock photos that are using that technique. That's so cool. So hopefully after people hear this interview and learn a little bit more about you and about stock photography, like my hope is that it lights a fire and they're like, okay, yes. Like I want to pursue this or learn more or whatever. Yes. What would you tell somebody who wanted to get started with stock photography? Honestly, just go to a website and, and apply. So go to Getty, go to iStock and just apply. And then you don't even have to have those photos ready yet. As long as that you have an idea of what you want to do and you can show them kind of what you're capable of, then that that's when you can get going on it. Um, the other thing that I've done and I continue to do is I pick up my camera every single day and I take photos every single day and I'm always trying something new. And um, sometimes I give myself assignments right now is busy season. So that's not happening as much, <laughs> but like, you know, I try to get out. Um, when I first started out in stock photography, I was living in Portland. I'd go on a photo walk at least three times a week just to get out there and take photos. And so if you want to sell stock, you have to be out taking photos. And it doesn't necessarily mean you can do like, ah, there's some people have been so successful, like food photography. If you like to bake, take a picture of those cookies, take a picture oh, of the process of yourself idea. baking, like, you know, take a picture of the ingredients, then take a picture, you know, just get, take the photos. If you want to do this, just take the photos. That's the biggest thing. 
So this wasn't a question that I had sent over, but I'm curious, what is the coolest placement that you've ever had with the stock photo? Well, I've had, I had a really big one that you know about that just happened. This newest Stephen King novel, the German translation, one of my stock photos was used as a graphic on the cover. And that's the other thing when you, this is another thing, the piece, when you sell stock, they can do whatever they want to that photo. Mm-hmm. So they may take it and do something really awful or put on a really gross filter and you have no say in that. Mm. But in this case, they took one of my photos and turned it in to the coolest looking thing <laughs> ever. I was just like, oh, I want a poster of that on my wall. <laughs> and it's a Stephen King novel. So it's a German translation. So I'm not probably not going to see it on the Barnes and Noble bookshelves here <laughs> in Sioux Falls, but it's out there and it is so cool. That is awesome. Another one of my favorites was one night I was doing dishes and I had, I started just, my phone started blowing up and Facebook started blowing up. I'm like, what happened? And it was John Stewart's last year on The Daily Show. And The Daily Show had used a photo of my daughter crying on their, on the episode. And like oh my gosh. 100 people saw it. <laughs> it was just like, and so that was, a, oh, that was pretty wild. So of course I didn't have cable. So I had to go back and watch wait the whole day to stay to see it. And it was so fun. Yeah. But stuff like that happens like every month or so I get something really fun where I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. That's so rewarding too. It is. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's the other thing is like you get the monetary, but you also get just like your photo showing up in the most random places. Totally. Oh, fun. Yes. I love it. Well, Annie, thank you so much for being on with me today. This was awesome. I think your story is so fascinating and I'm sure everyone else will love it too. Um, I would love to just kind of close with where people can find you online so they can come and be, be your friend in your digital realm. Okay. So, um, you can find me, I think, first of all, Instagram would be the best place to find me. And it's just at Annie Otson photography. Um, and then Facebook, same thing. (laughs) My website is AnnieOtsonPhotography.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annie. Isn't Annie just the best? Seriously, I love talking to that woman. She has such a cool and unique perspective, and I love how her story has been written and how she started with stock, and now she's shooting for clients, but she still is a part of the stock world. It just really shows that this is something that you could do whether you want to be a photographer full-time or not. It's a great way to make a little bit mo- a little bit of money, um, even if you just like picking up a camera and shooting once in a while. I loved Annie's suggestion for using this to supplement really whatever you're doing. If you like to bake, if you like to take your kids to the park, if you like coffee, take photos of what you're interested in and see if anyone wants to purchase them. You know, see if you can use that money to just kind of start a little fun fund, rainy day fund. Uh, I just love the idea of passive income. There are so many different ways to do it and stock is a really good option. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. You can find the show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode on takeitpersonallypodcast.com. Also, if you loved this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on social media or head over to iTunes and leave a review. That's the best way that you can support what we're doing and let us know what you love and what you want more of in the future. See you next week.